Hello everyone and welcome again to another episode of M365 Voice. My name is Mike Marani. I'm Sarah Hazi. And I'm Antonio Maya. And today we want to talk to you about uh, Microsoft Syntax Project Archimedes. It has been announced uh, lately at Build. It is right now in private preview. Uh, it does a lot of cool things uh, that we want to go through some of the items and features that it offers. So uh, wondering if uh, Sarah or Antonio, you have any initial thoughts on that? Sure, so I can start. So uh, personally, I find Project Archimedes to be a very, very cool uh, bit of technology that we've needed for a long time in SharePoint Online. So if you've ever worked in a really large SharePoint environment, like 10,000 sites, 20,000 sites, 50,000 sites, 100,000 sites, 10 million files, 100,000 users, and you try to extract a list of all permissions across all files and all sites, right? Not just the top 100, but all. Or you try to get out information about the, the capacity and storage used by 100,000 OneDrive users. It's actually a really hard problem to solve because it's a big data problem. And traditionally, we would try to use PowerShell or third-party tools to extract that data. Um, and they would usually time out, they would run into throttling errors, or they would take so bloody long to run that um, by the time you got your report out, it was out of date. You kind of had right. to start over again. Um, so Project Archimedes is a new service. It's actually leveraging several existing services for a way to very quickly within a couple of hours in environments that large actually extract that data and run reports on that data. Um, what, it, what it does is um, it leverages a couple of existing components in Microsoft 365 already. So you've got to turn on the Microsoft Graph Data Connect. That's actually something you have to turn on in the M365 Admin Center settings. And then you use Azure Synapse through Microsoft Graph Data Connect to connect to specific data sets within SharePoint Online. So right now what's supported is the permission data set and the capacity data set. And you configure your pipeline to extract certain pieces of data, and then it will actually copy that data behind the scenes. These are calls that are not throttled, and it'll copy it over to an Azure storage container. And then from there, you can build Power BI dashboards off of that storage container um, and get really amazing insights to your sites like um, you know um, where is oversharing happening across the entire uh, environment um, who's using how much capacity across the entire environment right who's using up all my storage space across the entire environment things like that so when you say it is copying that data set into azure is it actually copying the entire data set or the no, uh, it's called the metadata bulk that data set into it. The, the metadata. So you actually okay. configure which attributes you're going to copy over as okay. part of it. Um, and, um, you know, depending on what kind of analysis you want or what kind of questions you want to answer, reports you want to build, you pick the attributes that you want to copy over. Got it. Yeah. It sounds incredible, and I love that they named it. And normally, these kind of names like Project Archimedes, I don't know if they've announced if they're going to still call it as part of syntax, um, but are they still going to call it Project Archimedes? I love the name, right, after the Greek mathematician, but are they going to keep it? Are they going to rename it? Or is it just part of syntax, which is a huge umbrella? So we thought there was going to be an official project product name at Build 
Um, they still project, as from what I understand, Project Archimedes is the code name, and it's not right. going to be the final product name. Um, yeah, but the the actual product name has not been really released yet. But we think it might be a separate product within the massive umbrella that is Syntex. Correct, correct. Um, the licensing still needs to be announced, but I suspect it's going to be consumption-based licensing oh. through an Azure Pay as you go feature. And for something like this, Antonio, have you read anything about when you're when we're talking about large enterprises, right? 10,000 sites, 50,000 sites, 100,000 sites. It's yeah. very easy, especially in, in modern flat SharePoint, right? To, if every site is its own site collection, it's easy to get that volume of site collections, right? That's right. Um, how long are we talking to be able to, I'm assuming that you could gather data against a subset of sites. For example, go out and pull reports from every site collection that has more than a, a terabyte of data yep. and pull these Yep. Uh, metadata values, yep. or you could have it run across everything in your tenant for SharePoint Online and pull things back. Have they talked about how that runs? I'm assuming it's consuming its bandwidth from Microsoft Data Center and that's wouldn't right. impact uh, usability of the platform, but that's a that's tremendous correct. amount of processing power. It's it, it all happens on the back end. It's not supposed to at all impact the user experience within SharePoint Online. Um, extracting that kind of data from those numbers of sites, the numbers I have heard, I haven't seen published performance metrics yet, uh, but um, the demos that I've seen, it's like a handful of hours to pull out that much data um, on the back end. Wow. So two, three, four hours to pull out that much data across all those sites. Um, our own environment here where I work, we're 23,000 people in one tenant and we have 40,000 sites. Most of those come from teams because every single project gets a team. Okay. Um, and we're, you know, large company and it's easy, like you just said, it's really easy to amass large numbers of sites like that. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, it's pretty amazing, especially if you're running reports for oversharing. Oversharing happens at the file level, right? That's and right. if you're dealing with 50,000, 100,000 sites, yeah. so you're talking hundreds of millions, maybe billions of documents that you have in your, in your tenant. So to be able to gather all the statistics and information about such a large tenant in a handful of hours, it is, it's a game changer, I think. Absolutely, right? Like like when you start to look at the questions that you can answer, right? Is, you know, is oversharing happening? That's a pretty high level question. Right. But you can get very specific around how much sharing per sensitivity label is happening. Um, is sensitive data or data that's classified a certain way shared with external users? Um, which external domains are we we sharing information with? And get very specific down to the file level. Or like which sites, you know, have just one owner across that large number of sites is, is again, a hard question to answer. Um, uh, you know, um, how much of my space is used by previous versions of files? You can get down to that level as well. Um, right now, the data sets are permissions and capacity, but Microsoft's going to be adding more data sets down to the file level, for example, so getting attributes for files. So this is just a start, and they will expand the data sets that are going to be supported. Who has access to runness? And who has access to generate reports after it has been copied over? 
So that's a good question. When you first enable it, you need to be a global administrator to enable that um, uh, Microsoft Graph Data Connect feature. Okay. That's a yes, global admin correct, that does correct. that. Then when you enable that, you also have to configure a group of approvers. So every time you submit a request through Azure Synapse, the Microsoft Graph Data Connect, there is an approval that has to happen. And many people don't know it, but there's like an approval in the Microsoft 365 Admin Center. There's like a privileged access approver right. screen. It's in there where an entry gets added and someone has to approve it. Um, the people that the person that's running the 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 report through Synapse cannot be in this the, the approver group. So those have to be two different okay, sets that's of good. people. So you need permissions to Azure Synapse um, and to the data sets. Um, you need this approver group that's going to approve the request. You need to be a global admin to first turn it on. Um, and then that will start to copy the data over to the <clears throat> Azure storage container. And I'm assuming from a licensing perspective, if we're going to assume consumption-based licensing, which is what I would assume, then you're paying at the point in time where the data is generated. You're not paying to access the data. That's correct. After it's generated. That's right, because once it's generated, it gets copied over to that Azure storage container as a big giant JSON file. So I've seen the file and you end up with this enormous JSON file with permissions for every single file in your in every single site in your tenant. Um, from that, you can then just run a Power BI dashboard on that, right? You can build a Power BI report off of that. And then that's just whoever has access to the storage container and Power BI. Um, and you're right, you don't pay for additional licensing to access that. Uh, I do find it uh, interesting, and I've certainly, I know we all have been part of conversations over the past year where the Microsoft licensing model can be tough from an enterprise funding perspective, um, and this is amazing functionality, and um, do I believe that it makes sense to make it a consumption service? Yes, I do. The hard part is all of the consumption services um last uh one of our last episodes was on sam microsoft syntax sharepoint um sharepoint advanced management and then we're talking about that's an add-on that you have to license for every user who has an m365 license in your organization uh, we've talked about microsoft viva where for many of those capabilities you're automatically looking at the viva suite um, which is an add-on um, for enterprise users. And I know we've all been part of discussions where as we're helping clients um, or organizations figure that out, it is tremendous to think about how you make that happen. Yeah, yeah. building the business case for all of those things gets really hard because yeah, you do need to justify platform. the additional costs internally, exactly. right? Um, you reminded me one cool thing that that is coming to um, uh, Project Archimedes. It's not there yet. Is today when you run a report off of it, it's copying the entire data set. Um, and you know you'll need to do that the first time. But what they are building in is the ability to do deltas after you've done your first data set. So to only get changes that have occurred. So to have that would help with the consumption um, costs of that. So to you know after you've run that first that first full report, uh, then running deltas after that, if you want to keep that kind of report up to date, uh, becomes less expensive. Yeah. It, the capability is amazing. I think, uh, I know uh, I've been in a situations many times previous previously with um, 
companies where we've looked at third-party tool sets to be able to do this, um, especially when it comes to permissions management and understanding uh, where your permissions are and where your big data consumers are from a SharePoint side perspective. So it's amazing capability. Yeah, yeah. From a compliance and security perspective, we are we're gonna get asked about this. That once you get a copy of all your data and now it's sitting outside of your M365 world, uh, how is that addressed from from security? Who has access to it? How why why are we keeping data now outside of our M365 tenant? How do we deal with all this information, even though it is a copy? And then it's not, we're not adding anything to it from outside of our data center from M365. But we, so, there's a lot of questions going to be raised with, with that kind of scenario. Right. So, so the data is sitting within Azure, and that Azure storage container needs to be in the same tenant as M365. Correct. Right. So you would control access to it through permissions configured on that storage container. So no matter where you put data, you'll need to manage permissions and access to it. So access control still becomes important there. So it's a great point you bring up, though. It's not something that people should forget. Um, so, yeah, uh, very important point to consider wherever you put this data to manage the access to it. Um, no. uh, do you still need an Azure subscription to kind of, I'm assuming you, you have that from a technical just thinking technical details, yeah, technical implementations. You do definitely need an Azure subscription. Yeah. Azure Data Store. Um, yeah. So it'll be an Azure Pay as you go subscription assigned correct. to a resource group. Um, that uh, MGDCA, MGCA, Microsoft Graph Data Connect will be consumed. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, and some of this you can do. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying that's basically how what we think the licensing on the consumption-based model is going to happen yeah. based on because you got the pay-as-you-go subscription. This is how you're going to be billed. But we don't know how much is it going to cost per gig. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah, we don't know that yet. I do think, think it's exciting, though, with the um, public preview coming about this SharePoint, the SharePoint Delta data sets that we've talked about, right, where you could run it up to daily and it's only really doing deltas. Yeah. in terms of reporting and then you're only paying for the consumption of the deltas over sure. time after you do the the huge lift um, exactly. of running those initial reports and i would think for companies in highly regulated industries or those that really want to mine for that information that could be incredibly useful especially when we're talking about running them running reports daily and updating them yeah. daily it's yeah. a whole new world it is. It is absolutely. We've never been able to do that before, even if you tried to, you know, work some magic through PowerShell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like you said, sir, we talked about the SAM features in a previous episode, and one of the SAM features is these data governance reports that are intended to show you, you know, mm -hmm. where sensitive data stored, uh, where is sharing happening, what kind of sharing is happening. But remember, with those reports, you're just getting like the top 100 or the top you know, 10,000, the top 10,000 or the top 100 in the last 30 days of sharing events. This project Archimedes is a whole other animal. It's it's those kinds of settings in the current state for every single site, if you want. Which is also why I don't think that I've heard of syntax bundling uh, in terms of this is a whole different thing. It's yeah. a whole different capability set, which means when we're talking about consumption price, it, pricing just because you purchased syntax sharepoint advanced management doesn't necessarily give you this and vice versa exactly yeah, exactly yeah yeah that's a great point 
Um, the uh, uh, the other important thing to know about this is some of these components already exist, right? Like the Microsoft Graph Data Connect is already in M365. Mm -hmm. You can already go turn it on. Azure Synapse is already there. You can already go create pipelines and extract this data. What is happening with our committees is they're providing templates and know-how and uh, more access to SharePoint specific data sets as part of this. So that's kind of the advancement that our communities is, is giving. Yeah, and if you, even if you think about the licensing and the cost, and if you need to run reports, if you need to, um, whatever you're doing for compliance reasons, for yeah. um, migration reasons, having that access to that kind of report when you are in a large organization, even that you're paying for that, it's, I think it will be much cheaper than trying to run that report manually through the old ways of PowerShell or third-party tool. Where That's right. Cost for humans, cost for us doing it and running it and yep. doing it for days and days and days to get the yep. data out. Or so, third-party tools you might have yeah. purchased to actually try to exactly. do this. You don't need them anymore. Um, the other cool thing to think about with this is once you have that data in the Azure storage container, like we're, we're talking about it as you can report on permissions and sharing and capacity. But you can use it for a whole lot of other purposes, right? You could use that for, to run machine learning algorithms off of for some purpose. That's right. You could build some other application on top of your <laughs> SharePoint data. Um, so that's that's really, you know, that opens up a lot of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Love it. I think it's going to be very exciting. So right now, private preview, public preview, they're saying summer, mid-summer. July. July. July, I thought. Is it okay. mid-summer? I thought it was July, but some, yeah, I think, coming well, up. Yeah. Um, I guess in a northern is climate, yeah. midsummer is July. Yes. 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 <laughs> so midsummer, July. Um, beautiful. I think it sounds great. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah, it's very. Um, I can't wait to try it. I haven't tried it. I don't have access to private preview, but when public preview comes in, I'm just going to definitely try it and turn it on and see how it works. Yeah. Well, it's a shame I, you can't run something like this against your inbox. <laughs> oh, that, that will, yeah. Slight uh, joke. For those of you that, that don't know fun. what I'm talking about, that, you have to go catch fun. previous episodes about Mike's inbox. <laughs> yes. I, I bet you you'd love to see the orthodontic reports against that on my inbox. <laughs> Absolutely. No. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to see it. That'd be scary. <laughs> no. Well, that was a lovely episode. There was a lot of good information. Uh, thank you. Thanks, uh, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Everyone.